Hello everyone, this is Marilyn Guadagnino with another special edition of the Living Stress-Free Podcast, where I'm reading different chapters from my book, The Living Stress-Free Bible, 20 Techniques to Make Your Life Less Stressful. And today I'll be reading chapter three. But before I begin, I wanted to do a quick review of what I've read so far, what we've learned so far from this book. So first off, I want you to remember that this book is based on practices, practices that you would benefit from doing on a daily basis or at least a weekly basis. These are not just strategies that you learn and then you say, okay, I got that, and then never go back to again. Because there's so much you can gain from the knowledge and experiences this book provides highly recommend you keep this as a regular thing you do because the whole reason for writing this book and for people being interested in this book is we are sick of being stressed we're a very stressed society and we want to do something about our stress in the introduction i talked all about stress and how we see it in living stress-free So first of all, stress is anything that disrupts your balance, which means we're being hit with stress on a daily basis because our balance is always getting off and you really can never get rid of it. So what do you do about it? Our purpose in life is to embrace the process of seeking balance, not try to stay balanced, but it's the process of seeking balance. Because that's all we can do in life with how stress bombards us all the time. We talked about how stress attracts stressful behaviors because they're on the same vibrational level as the stress. For example, if you're really stressed and you want to do healthy things like have a nice healthy smoothie and do some yoga and you just don't feel like those things. Instead, you just want to sit on the couch, watch some goofy TV and eat bad food. (laughs) That's because you're stressed and stress is seeking out things that are on the same level as itself. And the third big point in the introduction is to not try and solve any of your problems with a stressed mind. That leads to making not the best decisions. Manage your stress first, then tackle the situation. All right, in chapter two, which is the third door, We talked about how dualistic polarized thinking results in poor decision-making and continued stress in the future. So what I mean by dualistic polarized thinking is this, okay, I only have this way of doing it or that way of doing it, just the two extremes. I'm gonna do it or I'm not gonna do it. And we get stuck in just the two possibilities, the two answers to problems. And then we feel like we have to make a decision and we just go for it because we don't want to sit with that not knowing. And often it's a decision that doesn't turn out being the best one. So if you strive to find a third option, what I call a third door, and then just contemplate all your different options, often you will make a much better decision and open your mind outside of this dualistic thinking. In chapter two, which is target practice, We talked about how if you can't imagine what your life would be like without stress, what it would feel like, 
how will you ever be able to achieve it? So we discussed identifying the thoughts and feelings you would have if you had no stress in your life, if you had perfect health, and to really contemplate and write it down, what it would feel like, not what you would do if you had no stress, but what you would feel like if you had no stress, if your mental health was just exactly the way you would want it to be. And we talked about creating statements, um, positive affirmations to reinforce this state of mind that you want to achieve as if it's already happened. So that catches you up on what we've already discussed. And now we're ready for chapter three, which is called the bubble machine. All experiences are preceded by mind, having mind as their master, created by mind. This is a quote from Buddha. This chapter is dedicated to understanding the mind, the origin of thought, and the process of thinking. In yogic philosophy, from the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita, the mind is likened to a sixth sense. Long ago, entire civilizations perceived the mind as no different from the, e the eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, and the skin. It's a vehicle for sense perception. This is an interesting way of looking at the mind that seems to have great relevance in modern day society as well. The mind's job is to create thought. If the mind is seen as a sense, it drastically changes its function and the power it appears to have over our lives. So what is thought? A thought is basically a vibration of energy. First, there is silence. Out of silence, a spark of energy is ignited. The energy vibration forms into a thought. This thought occurring in the mind is always based on memory, 100% of the time. The thought may or may not lead to a feeling. The feeling may or might, may not lead to an action. However, the basic progression is thought, feeling, action. Awareness of this alone can be transforming, but it provides a roadmap to trace the origin of action and behavior. But there's more. There's a distinct difference between thought and thinking. A thought is generated by the mind from past impressions and will pass on its own. Thoughts behave much like cars going by on a road or boats on the water. Your mind is in control of this process and you cannot stop it in any sustainable way. When you choose to engage with a thought, either consciously or unconsciously, you begin the process of thinking. You do have control of thinking. Here's where your mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy and everything in between. So you cannot control thought, but you can control thinking. 
Have you ever noticed you think about certain thoughts and hold on to particular thoughts frequently? Maybe this is due to a desire for something you want. Or maybe it's due to a dislike for something, an aversion, an injustice, a negative experience. This thinking becomes a habitual pattern and before you know it, it's automatic. You feel like you cannot stop thinking. This is a perfect recipe for stress in the form of worry, resentment, regret, hopelessness, or feeling overwhelmed, just to name a few examples. It definitely doesn't lead itself to contentment and relaxation. I work with a client we will call William. William often tells me in sessions how he has bad luck in relationships and cannot stay in a relationship longer than a month. He comes to therapy to try and figure out if it's him or them. Through our sessions, it became clear he is somewhat obsessed with the idea of being in a good relationship that leads to marriage and children. He wants this more than anything. The fact it has not happened has led him to blame himself and think negatively about who he is. He often says self-critical statements spontaneously in the sessions. He has stated he cannot stop thinking about this. We have tried many techniques to balance his perspective and look at other areas of his life for fulfillment, but he cannot get this desire out of his head. He is highly stressed and his thinking mind is habituated to this dilemma. He is not alone in this affliction. I invite you now to set aside any preconceived notions about your mind and explore this metaphor. Your mind is a bubble machine. Imagine your mind is a machine that is designed to create bubbles. You've probably seen these bubble machines at a child's birthday party or maybe on stage for a scene in a play or a concert. The bubble machine keeps on churning out bubbles endlessly, much like your mind creates endless thoughts. The bubble machine uses bubble liquid to create bubbles, and your mind uses past experiences to create thoughts. Whatever happened to you in the past affects your perception of what the mind creates. It is all filtered through the impressions from your past. All thought is based on memory. Thoughts about the future are anticipations based on past experiences. You even perceive the present through the filter of the past by comparing everything you experience now to something similar from your past. The bubble liquid is your past and the mind creates bubbles from it. You don't experience life, you experience your thoughts about life. This metaphor is extremely helpful for learning what to do with your thoughts. If you see your thoughts as bubbles, it is easy to imagine them floating by. It also makes it easier to avoid grasping the thought because you cannot catch a bubble, it'll pop. This can help decrease the habitual pattern of overthinking. Sigmund Freud once said, quote, where does a thought go when it's forgotten? 
end quote. This is a beautiful thing to contemplate. The thought is gone and has lost its reality. This is not a sad fact, it is a helpful tendency. Why try and remember endless thoughts? Let them go like bubbles, and the ones you need to remember you can write down or deposit into your note-to-self mental database and trust it will return when needed. Thinking is necessary for problem solving, goal setting, and deductive reasoning, but it is not necessary 70% of the time. We waste enormous amounts of energy thinking too much to indulge our fantasies, addictions, obsessions, neuroses, and convictions. Many thoughts are not real, not factual, and not true. The sooner we understand this, the better we will feel and lower our stress will be. It's just a thought will prove to be the best response in many situations. Perceiving thoughts as bubbles helps you notice the space between the bubbles, referring to the space between your thoughts. That space brings you to the default state of silence in the mind where the thought was created. This silence is pure awareness, ever present. It is also the place where creativity and inspiration arises. The renowned Taoist teacher Lao Tzu has said, quote, silence is a source of great strength, end quote. When we are fully present and aware with a silent mind, dwelling in the space between the bubbles, we are infinitely effective and capable, no matter what the situation. Music is a wonderful example of how to perceive thoughts and thinking. As a particular song is played, if you become preoccupied with the introduction, you would not hear what comes next in the song. Instead, if you listen as the song progresses, hearing the melody, harmony, and rhythm, noticing how each new phrase begins, you will not cling to anything that was already played. You will just enjoy the song, being in the moment as it unfolds. Similarly, becoming preoccupied with a thought and choosing to think about it, not paying attention to whatever task you are doing, will prevent you from being alert, effective, and fully present. Thoughts are like a musical soundtrack playing in your mind. Let the song play without clinging to the song. It's just background music while you go about your day. It is easy to mistake reality for thought because you have been conditioned to do this. Thoughts are just vibrations of energy. If a random car drives by while you sit on your porch, does the car have any importance in your life? If a thought arises while you sit on your porch, do you have to give it importance? It's just a vibration of energy that's fueled by your past impressions. That is all it is. You have been conditioned to give credence to thoughts as if they are a message from God to take as fact. 
If the thought is based on the past, how can it be reality? The past is remembered differently depending on whose perception you're listening to. Did you ever participate in a holiday gathering where family members are sharing an event or situation from the past? Inevitably, you will hear several different versions of the same situation depending on who recounts it. We filter our past experiences through our own mental screen and perceive our memories differently. Why would you cling to the past and treat it like it has absolute reality? The past is over and life goes on. Things change, existence progresses. Our reality is ever new. Thoughts will take you away from reality. Reality exists in the here and now. If thoughts are not reality or fact, should you ever listen to a thought? This is a great question. The answer exists in knowing the difference between habitual thoughts based on past impressions and inspired thought. When you hang out in the spaces between thoughts, when you sit in silence, you open the door for inspired thought. An inspired thought is new, creative, fresh. It comes from the silence of meditation, yoga, tai chi, the moment before you fall asleep, and the moment before you wake up. It is present whenever you are completely in the here and now, not engaging your thoughts. An inspired thought is the seed of creativity and is not of the mind. It comes from awareness. It gives you a jolt of creative energy that feels like a connection with something greater. It is a beautiful thing. The less you engage, the endless bubbles, the more you leave space open for inspired thought. I have noticed in my interactions with both clients and personal relationships in my life that people are addicted to thinking. If a person is not thinking, they feel anxious, like a security blanket was taken away. It is the human condition to get lost in the storyline and narrative of thinking and create a false reality to increase comfort and familiarity, only to find that life takes over and messes with our vision. The more detailed the storyline, the more problematic it can be. Changing this tendency to be addicted to thinking will take some time. As the famous medieval French phrase says, Rome wasn't built in a day. Awareness is the first step. So here are seven main ground rules for increasing awareness and changing your relationship with your thoughts. Number one, trying to control thoughts is impossible. Controlling thinking is very possible and a helpful practice. Number two, trying to clear your mind is impossible to sustain. Number three, Thoughts are simple. They arise and pass. Thinking is complicated. Number four, the more a person thinks, the more complicated they perceive their life. 
Number five. The more excessively you think, the more you are missing the reality of the present moment. Number six. The details of thinking are ultimately not as important as the reality of the present moment. And number seven. See your thoughts as vibrational patterns instead of getting lost in the thinking process of details and storyline. Practice the bubble technique when you find yourself ruminating, overthinking, craving, desiring, raging, impatient, intolerant, worrying, or just too serious about something causing you to miss out on the experience of the present moment. Awareness alone is your greatest asset and can cultivate change purely through the awareness process. So the LSF takeaway for chapter three is changing your relationship with your mind is the key to reducing your stress and feeling more fulfillment, contentment, and stability. Knowing how thought is formed, the difference between thought and thinking, and what to do with your thoughts is the key to reducing and preventing stress. Take a blank piece of paper and set a timer for two minutes. Write down every thought you have during the two minute time period. After you're finished, ponder this question. Did you notice you were thinking about your thoughts? Or were you just observing a succession of random thoughts? This is the first step to noticing your mind bubbles. Identifying with the part of you observing your thoughts increases your ability to be fully present and aware. As you go through your day, start to become aware of the moments you are able to let a thought go and the times when you hold on to a thought and become distracted with thinking. So that is the end of chapter three, The Bubble Machine. I love that chapter. I think it's extremely helpful to really look at the origin of thought because most every self-help technique, advice, suggestions from many, many sources are all about changing behaviors, changing feelings, or changing thoughts. But rarely do you hear what the origin of thought actually is and then what to do about it. So that's why I love this chapter so much. And it gives you a visual. You know, we've all seen bubbles. We've all seen bubbles going by at some point. In fact, it's, I, I've making a habit to keep that little bubble liquid in my office. So sometimes if you need a reminder, just blow some bubbles. It reminds you. So I'm now going to read one of the additional practices that are 
in the back of the book. And this one kind of goes along with the suggestion in chapter three of noticing those space, the space between your thoughts, the space between the bubbles. So this suggestion is kind of an additional way you can practice this. It's number 13 in the appendix. Notice the spaces between things. We are very accustomed to paying attention to form over formlessness. In art, they call formlessness the negative space. This week, make a habit of increasing your awareness of the spaces. For example, when you look at a tree, notice the spaces between the branches and not just the branches and leaves. When you look at cars on the road, notice the distance between the cars. This is a wonderful practice that can be done anywhere. Look at spaces between furniture, the sky between the clouds, the dirt between the pebbles and rocks. The expanded awareness that results from seeing the bigger picture can be transforming and leads to more fulfillment in each moment. So I thank you for listening today to chapter three of the Living Stress-Free Bible. I'm dedicating these readings to healthcare workers, both medical, mental health, and in all facets of healthcare, of caring for people and their afflictions. I hope everyone is staying safe, staying calm, and keeping in the moment every day, because how we live our life today helps the future unfold in the direction we'd like it to go. So stay tuned for more podcasts of more chapters of this book. And also stay tuned for future podcasts that Lou and I will be sharing with our thoughts and suggestions and ideas about this time period we're in right now. So everybody take care. Take good care of yourself and others. And I will see you soon. Bye.